Third down and three. Quick throw. What a catch. Samuel stays upright. Terrific catch and run. One-on-one with Ramsey. Can't bring him down. Samuel. Highlight reel. Touchdown. In the entertainment capital of the world. Kirk Cousins back to throw on fourth and 18. He's given time. He wants Jefferson. Climbs the ladder. Oh, my goodness. It's the T.C. Martin Show. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. He is electrifying. T.C. Martin. Is this for real? Oh, my goodness. Can he do it twice? T.C. Martin. Can you believe it? Even a little Dion strut to the end zone. It is a football Friday. Where else? To the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world famous Superbook TC Martin Show, coast to coast, border to border, wherever you may be. And if you're in the house here at the Westgate, you're enjoying. A football Friday Breeders' Cup Classic. We've got that happening day one of two at the uh, beautiful confines of Santa Anita. Marco D'Angelo not there, but he's here, even though I know he would love to be at the Breeders' Cup. You know it's a big weekend for horse racing when we're in the Westgate on a Friday. How many TVs are on the big screen that the horse races today from Santa Anita? Many. Man. It's you got you got the two big boys, you know, the bookends, as you like to always use the phrase. Yeah. You got the bookends over there. Yeah. And we got one right in front of us. And uh, yeah, this is a good weekend. That's how much I like you because I should be down on the floor, <laughs> you know, throwing money at the window. You mean throwing money away? No, no. <laughs> uh, Breeders' Cup, always a, a great time. Uh, the first Saturday in November. All right, we've got a lot to hit on today, of course. Best bets coming your way. We'll give you our three best college plays, three best NFL plays. Marco D'Angelo, my tag team partner here, the bookend on Mondays and Fridays. And, of course, Jay Cornegay, the legend himself, is waltzing around here today. Uh, is he, he his bodyguard? Is he going to be on time? Well, <laughs> is he going to be on time? That's all right, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> I asked him earlier. I said, uh, I said, do you need an alarm clock? Uh, do you need a bodyguard? Do you need an assistant? And he goes, I'm here. I'll be there. So, yeah, he's, he's rolling around checking everything out right now. The vice president of Sportsbook Operations and our gracious host here at the Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. Uh, best bets coming your way. Trevor Maddich will join us as well a little bit later on in the show. And like I said, uh, giving you our best bet plays, which have uh, been pretty rock solid. So and go to the website and check all of that out at tcmartinshow.com. We will talk NFL college football a lot of big matchups and i don't know about you marco but this was one week where i actually could have gone a lot deeper than the three college and and three nfl i actually had to scale back and that's not always the case so uh i'm feeling pretty good i'm i got a deep card in the uh college um it was tough for me to get the the three games for the show by the time we get to sunday i'll have more plays on my card for sure but we got a lot of question marks this week all around the league. I mean, there's quarterbacks not announced yet of who's starting. We've got quarterbacks that are starting that have been announced that I'm still trying to figure out why. We've got coaching changes. We got there's just a whole plethora of uh, question marks around the NFL this week. And unfortunately, one of the best games of the weekend, and I'm sure when Jay comes on and talks to us, uh, I'm sure they wish it was a little bit later in the afternoon, not Kansas City in Miami at uh, 6 in the morning Vegas time. 6.30 a.m. to the game in Frankfurt, Germany. And I usually stay away from those games because I'm not up watching them. And usually not very good games. Usually the bottom feeders in the NFL. But since 
since the NFL made it mandatory that every team now has to go and play in these overseas games, the Chiefs actually had to give up a home game this yeah. year be because of it, uh, where that would never be the case in the past. Again, they would always send teams over like Jacksonville or Tennessee or the Raiders, teams that had problems selling out. So, hey, we'll compensate you nicely, give up a home game and go over there. But now, since the NFL has gone really in deep, with the overseas games now expanding not just to, to England, but going to Germany, Spain, uh, you know, the Mexico City games, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, they've now required every team to partake in this. So uh, it's the Chiefs' turn. It is a good game. And uh, I am going to be involved in this game, especially in, in a best bet scenario, which I am usually not. So uh, you know, we'll talk about that today. We'll talk about the quarterback changes, like Marco said. You know, we were sitting here last uh, you know Sunday watching the games here at the Superbook, having a great time here. No better sports book in the world. And we were tallying up the backup quarterbacks that appeared in Sunday's action. It was nine. Nine backup quarterbacks that uh, played and got the call. Either they started the game or came in a relief. And uh, may not be as many this weekend, but uh, Deshaun Watson is returning to the forefront for Cleveland. We've seen that line move all over the place. And I was actually fine with playing the Browns Sunday with P.J. Walker. Deshaun Watson, not so sure. But I just think it's a good spot for them. Left it off my best bets. But I, 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 I love teams in bounce-back situations, especially after they had a heartbreaking loss, and now they're coming back home. So I think it's a good spot for the Browns, even though the line is really skyrocketed against an Arizona team that will be starting a, uh, a rookie quarterback in Clayton Toon, who went to the University of Houston, but he's going to get the start since Joshua Dobbs got traded from Arizona this week in an odd scenario. And now over to the Minnesota Vikings. I can't wait till I, I do a, a weekly radio show in Arizona, and I have to always cover the Cardinals game every week. <laughs> what am I going to say this week? I mean, there's only so many ways that you can sugarcoat an organization and a team that's not good. And, you know, obviously you remember going back to the preseason when they made – the bold move and cut, you know, Colt McCoy, the only guy that actually knew the offense on the roster because, you know, Kyler Murray was not going to be ready. And that surprised everybody. And all of a sudden, everybody assumed that they were going to be tanking. And although they didn't win games, they covered the first three games of the season. They've had problems since. Now you cut Joshua Dobbs. Kyler Murray's close to being back. He's actually traveled. He's traveling with the team this weekend. He did participate in practice. So if something happens, minor chance we could see him in action this week. But I, he's been injured for this long. Would you want to bring him back in his, you know, to see action for the first time against that defensive front of the Cleveland Browns? I mean, if you are in the business of winning football games, then you are. Even though Arizona is. Dismal at one and eight, uh, one seven, one and eight, whatever the ridiculous record is. Uh, are, are you playing for next year? If that's the case, then just sit him out altogether yeah. and don't let him play. But if you're in the business of winning football games and trying to build a little momentum, then you know he is your best quarterback on your roster, and he's a lot better than Clayton Toon. <laughs> so I don't know. If you're well enough to practice and you're well enough to travel, you're well enough to play. So I know. That now Arizona is kind of saying, okay, Tune is going to be our starter, but now they're saying, well, wait a minute, we're going to make it a game time decision. And so that could change if it if that is the case where he is announced. Are you going to see some different line movement in that game? How much line movement can you make for a guy that hasn't played since you know? Late last season, when he get, you know got, I'm trying to remember. I remember the game, and I think it was a Monday night game when he got hurt, but I don't remember the date of that that game. And you know, so he hasn't had practice. It's going to take him time. He hasn't you know worked with the you know that much with the first unit. He, I don't think it moves the needle a lot. It'll move it some, but you talk about you know Cleveland and PJ Walker. You were okay with it. I would have been okay with it too because I think there's a little bit of dissension with some of the players in the Cleveland locker room that, you know, this Deshaun Watson experiments, if you had to grade it right now, 
you know, what you got out of them last year and what you've got out of them so far, that was not money well spent, my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, the, the defense has played their butts off for Cleveland. Uh, with the exception of the, the last two games, they've given up you know some yardage and points. But we say that all the time. You can only withstand how many three and outs, uh, you know, when your defense is on the field constantly, that it's going to wear out. So we'll see what happens. I know where you're at on that Cleveland game, and I can't disagree with you. They'll be in some teasers, uh, you know, for sure, probably on uh, my portfolio for Sunday with some with some teams because there, there's some games I like on, on the teasers, and you've got a marquee matchup the Sunday night game. You right. know, you, you think about it, we're starting early 6 6.30 here in Vegas, and then the last game on the board uh, for Sunday is a really good one with the Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals, a red-hot Cincinnati Bengals team right now. Joe Burrow coming off his best game of the season showed no signs of you know the calf injury that you know had hampered him all season. But that was also coming off two weeks to prepare. So not only was it two weeks to prepare, he got an extra week of rest on that on that calf, and it paid dividends because he was their second leading rusher in that game last week. All right. And the NFL got it right this week, though, you know, with the featured, you know, games in the time slot. I mean, really in that early morning time slot, 10 a.m. Pacific, really nothing really marquee. But at 125, you've got the Cowboys and the Eagles. And like you said, leading into the Sunday night game. So you've got a great game at 630 in the morning. Mm -hmm. 10, not so much. So take, I guess, a na- take a nap at 10. Take a nap. So there you go. <laughs> you, you go ahead and you watch that 6.30 a.m. game. Then you go get your breakfast mm-hmm. or brunch, as you mm-hmm. like. Yeah. You do the brunch you know, during the, the whole morning set there, and then you lock down for Eagles and Cowboys, and then you've got Bengals and Bills. And it's Sunday perfect night. for me because the Steelers aren't playing at 1, you know, one o'clock Eastern this week because they played last night. Wait, wait. Does that mean that you're, you're not going like, to no-show your partner if he asks you to come watch a game or something because you don't have to be at a certain bar with certain black and gold Steeler fans? Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, what, what I'm trying to say is I will still be watching the games, yes. But one of the guys that does show up out of that group uh, works at night on Saturday night. So that cuts into his sleep. So the fact that the Steelers are not playing in the early game, I can give you a lock on this show. My buddy Glenn will be snoozing at, at 10 a.m. He will not be joining me for the early games. Oh, too funny. All right, let's talk about your Pittsburgh Steelers last night as the Steelers defeated the Tennessee Titans and covered barely. Uh, game opened two and a half, closed at three. Yeah, the juice even went up to uh, minus 120 on that game, and the Steelers end up winning by four, 20 to 16. It wasn't a pretty game, but it was a typical, I guess, uh, you know, I'm going to use uh, the word, I, I think this is Houston Nuts' word, uh, a slobber knocker of a game. <laughs> it was definitely a slobber knocker of a game. Uh, and under, it, and these two teams with Tennessee and Pittsburgh get together, it, it's not pretty. A lot of punts, a lot of defense, and it came down to the waning seconds, and the Steelers hung on for a victory, and uh, Tennessee continues to have trouble losing, or rather uh, trouble on the road. They lost again, I believe, for the ninth consecutive time for dating back to last year. A couple big things from that game. Um, Steelers kept their record intact. They are now been outyarded in all eight games this season. Five and three record to show for it. Um, the big news, uh, I know, you know, we talked before we come on the air, uh, Kurt Armstreet was really, I mean, he mentioned it at least five times during the game. Matt Canada was down on the sidelines calling the plays last night. Did you notice that? <laughs> and heard it repeatedly from your boy Kurt Armstreet. Yeah. Uh, it was just, you know. But they actually had, I would give him probably maybe a, a B last night on the play calling until the final drive. And me and you were texting during the game. And I'm telling you, that last drive when they took over, I'm texting you before they're coming out of the huddle. Run a pass play on second down. Do not run it up the middle. Give them a pass play. Let Kenny Pickett make a throw. Game's going to be over. You're going to get the first down. They've got everybody stuck in the box. They know you're going to run the football. That's what you do. You want them to burn that second time. Come on. Yeah, just so predictable. Uh, it, it, I've like, yeah. I wanted to throw the remote at the TV yeah. when they ran the play because they were going to get the ball because they did it. Part, there was like 2.06 whenever they started right. the drive. So they got 
run, run, one play. Don't have to burn a timeout. You got the two-minute warning. Then you're going to burn two timeouts. You're getting the ball back with one a minute 50 left. That's right. You only burn like 60, 16 seconds off the clock Yeah. Yeah. in three plays. Come on. Yeah, and they carried a timeout over with them. They didn't burn all their timeouts. Yeah, they on, had a timeout, yeah. Uh, on the other side of the two-minute warning. So under two minutes, they still had a timeout and uh, drove the length of the field, took over at their own eight. And uh, that's where Pittsburgh took over at their own eight, and they drove the length of the field uh, to get the game-winning touchdown. Which, by the way, believe it or not, as much as people have complained about Kenny Pickett, you know, not living up to the, you know, being a number one driver. Do you know that was his seventh, fourth-quarter comeback? I in, know. In, in a... Just, I mean, he didn't start. He came in in fifth game last year, so he doesn't have full. You know, he's just now basically at a full season of games. That's that stat by itself, out of context, is pretty is pretty impressive for a young quarterback. If you're looking at the heroes of last night's game for the Steelers, it was the running backs in Najee Harris and, yep. and, and Warren. I, uh, I actually like Warren. Better. Warren is great. Uh, it is a great combo that they've got with those two guys but when they needed to grind out first downs or they needed to get uh, you know some, some chunk plays on, on the ground those guys both came through uh, last night and Warren uh, I felt bad for him he should have had that touchdown but as he reached over for the pylon his uh, right foot stepped out of bounds for a, would have been a nice long touchdown but the, the ended up uh, getting in uh, that was uh you know those two guys, and that's what Steeler football is, right? I mean, what? you know, ground and pound but for the I, most part. But but Pickett is getting better. You know, he, he does give you that dimension. I'm still not crazy about the the wide receivers for the Steelers. And again, you know, you got to put up more than 20 points in in a game like that on on your home field, uh, especially when you got pretty good balance of running the football and throwing it through the air. But hey, they covered for us. Got there. Was ugly, but we'll take it. Pickett, and he said it in his post-game interview after the game, you know, they commented on the fourth quarter comebacks, and he says, well, you know what? And he said, this is on me. He says, I missed some throws early. We wouldn't have needed the fourth quarter comeback if he makes some of those throws. Uh, that You know, he has a tendency, it's one way or the other. He either overthrows or he puts it, you know, he puts it in the dirt. He's he short, you know, and that's been a problem. He had a couple guys wide open that he lays it in there. You're, you're talking a touchdown. And even on the play um, that we thought was a touchdown originally, but he didn't get the second yeah. foot in, which he had a lot of time to get that second. That, that's a play that a receiver's got to make. But Pickett was just a second late in getting rid of the football there that he shouldn't have been that close to the to the end line. Right. Took off a touchdown off off the board, which I thought it was a touchdown, and then I come back. And I'm going, what happened? It's thirteen thirteen. What happened? Yeah. As you know, I was I was flipping back and forth because you had two college football games last night and the the Pittsburgh Steelers Tennessee Titans game. All three of those televised games went down to the the final possession in the final seconds. Uh, it, it was crazy. And, you know, Duke got a last second field goal to beat Wake Forest, and then uh, Texas Tech defeated TCU. But uh, all, all three very intriguing games that went down to the final minute last night. Yeah. The the NFL game, the, you know, the prime game, uh, it, for a change, you know, it w- there are marquee names from the past, but for form this year, not so much. But yet the Steelers are 5-3. and three. I'll tell you, I'm going to be honest, and part of the reason I had the Steelers last night is I did not expect Will Levis to look as good as he did on a short week. I got to give him credit last night. He was making throws. He was reading, you know. Now, granted, Pittsburgh did have uh, Fitzpatrick out in the secondary. That helped them a lot. But I was impressed the way he would go through his reads. And he was under duress most of the night. You know, T.J. Watt and company, every play, it was just he got rid of the ball just a split second before the rush got there. And, you know, he maintained his poise in a very hostile environment. You play at Pittsburgh, you know, on one of these standalone games. You know, Tomlin's record's been, you know, excellent in these spots. I got to give him credit. Uh, he looked better than the Will Levis I saw for a good portion of Kentucky time that uh, he was in college. Yeah, well, the last two weeks. I mean, he gets to start last week against Atlanta. He goes 19 for 29 for 238 yards. He did have four touchdowns in that game, but last night, no touchdowns, one interception there at the end of the game. The percentage, 22 for 39 
fairly good, but not great. 262 yards, and he was sacked four times. So uh, in the in the last two weeks, he's been sacked six times. But you're right, he kept coming back, even after being harassed. And T.J. Watt uh, was fantastic again last night, especially the uh, the sack where his uh, helmet fell off. The headless horseman. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So I, I got to check my fantasy points because I did have the Steelers' defense last night. I guess I should check that and see how well it did for me. Uh, you guys in the fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't act like you professional handicappers don't get involved in fantasy. I mean, a lot some of guys, guys do. Some I do, some don't. But it's yeah. my pet peeve when I'm in a when I'm in a sports book and I got you know a, a decent amount of money on a game, and the other team scores against me, and somebody you know next to me or in front of me is jumping up and down and high fiving and uh, all excited, and I go, oh oh, you bet them. Oh no no, I got that guy on my fantasy <laughs> right, team. Right. That drives me, that just that drives me nuts. Well, you know you go wrong. Yeah. You're, you're you're hanging out in sports books too much. I mean, uh, watch the games from home, my friend. <laughs> Come on. Hey. I know you got multiple TVs. Come on. It, but there's nothing like I the I D'Angelo like, Palace. Come yeah, on. It do, you don't need, do. Lori doesn't make me wings at home. Okay. <laughs> I need wings to watch the football game. <laughs> All right. Do what I do, man. Grill. Grill. You know, you got the grill going. You got the, the 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 big screen TV at home, comfort of your own home. You can yell and scream as much as you want. Throw things at your television. Yell at the neighbors. Wait, TC, question for you. <laughs> grill, baby. The, you know, that's my Sunday routine when I can be home on a Sunday. TC, yes, sir. Was that grill comped? <laughs> <laughs> no, I paid for my grill. <laughs> what kind of what kind of smart? Alec comment is that man. Really you know started. exactly really what kind of smart Alec that. comment yeah. that was. <laughs> I, I, you can thank me for all you this. Know you know that. Huh? You, you know what it is? It is about time for a new grill. It is time. Yeah, that, I brought that grill with me from Green Bay. Okay, so do you know anybody that you could like? Yeah, know, let's, let's put that out there. Yeah, so you get TC, the official grill of the TC Martin Show. Hey, you know, <laughs> you know actually, you gave me an idea there because I, I had done some remotes at a grill place uh, before back in the day. So, yeah, that's a good idea. There you go. I'm See, full of good ideas. The idea man right here. <laughs> the idea man. But you don't like being in a bar and have a lovely cocktail waitress bringing you beverages and wings. You know, There's nothing better when they're bringing that tray out. And, okay, you know. so I'm going to say this. All right, now, as you know, and many people know, uh, I am a food snob. I'm a oh, snob. Yes, I'm yes, a seat yeah. snob. I'm a, I'm a snob at a lot of things. Yes, Hot dog snob. You know, I, I got to oh, talk to well, you. Oh, yeah. Most of the wings that you get at your garden variety bars are not very good. They're not. They're not good. They're frozen. They're no good. You know where I go for my wings, so I can't get wings out anywhere else except Blue Ribbon. Blue Ribbon, the Cadillac of wings. That is not a bar food. Uh, when you can't even put them in the comparison. Exactly. But that's what goes down my throat. Do you understand? When I go wings, I get those Cadillac of wings. <laughs> you know guy. what I'm saying. Okay, so, yeah, you want to go for that. I get that. But, no, you know, really, no. Because I'm kind of, as much as I love doing You're shows spoiled. and being out in the public, I, lo- I love being out in the public yeah. and talking to people. When I'm going to watch a game and I got money on the game, I don't want these ham and eggers around me. For getting exactly what you just described. Oh, I got this guy on my fantasy team. Or worse, that the guy's got the $5 10-team parlay and he's rooting against you when you got a straight bet or, you know, you've got a, a two- or three-team teaser going and you don't want to hear this guy. You don't want to hear those people. Well, I've, I've told you before that there's times if I have a big play, there's team affiliate bars on Right. There. I'll go there. I know. You told I, me. I, I, so because I want everybody We're saying the same thing. You know. But you put yourself in that element where, A, you're not always getting the best quality food. Let's be honest, okay? And you are getting the vermin around you that are rooting against you. Vermin. The vermin? <laughs> yeah. You know, you know there, there's some guys that have been hanging out at that bar since 1 o'clock in the morning. They you know, haven't hit a shower in a while. I'm just saying, you know, I know the places you're frequenting, you know? Some are, some are great, you, but others are, are not. No, you stay home and you watch yeah. the games. Why else do you get the package? So you, because of Blue Ribbon Chicken, you will not eat chicken wings anywhere else. Pretty much. No, that, that is accurate. See, and I give you, you know. But don't you understand that? 
I get what, but you can't compare the. That's a whole. Then that's I a get something else. Then I'll get a burger. I'll get a Philly cheese. I'll get something. Else. I'm you're not talking about wings. A, a gourmet wing. That's yes. It, it's on its own in class. You can't even compare. And you do the same thing with you know. You drive me nuts when you go. Well, well how's the steak there? And I tell you. TC Dunka, the steak is good, but you're going to be disappointed because you go to this one place all the time. You buy the same steak, the Wagyu steak. What'd you say? It's the top five. Do you say I buy? Oh yeah. yeah. What was <laughs> off so well? Whoa! I got dizzy. Oh, this might be the big one. <laughs> Steaks are expensive. Okay. You buy yeah, it? yeah. But because you had that type of steak, which yeah. is the top like three percent in the country of steaks. Okay. Yes. Now every other steak doesn't live up to that. But but I can put I can categorize that and I will go to other places but that you, have steaks. But you'll but pout. I've seen you. I've been there. You've pouted when you've got your steak. They gotta cook like it right. a little kid. They gotta cook it right. That's all that's all. But I know what I'm walking into. For example, like I like a good steak sandwich. I like a good open face steak sandwich. And so I'll I want to make sure that they you know the steak is is good. I know it's not gonna be wagyu. I get that. But as long as you cook it right, I'm okay with that. Okay? I took you I can to a place that. that has a good uh, steak sandwich. It's got a New York strip on. It's got the mushrooms. It's got the onions. Yeah. It's and yeah. What happened? And here's what here's what where they undercooked it. The roll. <laughs> uh, we've had this discussion before. The bread can make or break a yeah. sandwich. Very and true. And their roll was good. Very true. And they have tremendous fresh cut fresh fries. cut fries. They do. But yet, ah, you. you you, you brought up wings, okay? You brought okay. up wings, okay? I, I don't want the the bottom of the barrel wings. I don't want that. I want quality wings. That's all I'm saying. I want you you want to penalize me because I like quality food, right? Okay, I will go to certain burger establishments because I want a good quality burger. Other burger establishments, I won't go. I mean, it's it's that way with all food. So you want to you want to say steak and this and that, but with steak. I'll go to an Outback or something like that. I know what I'm getting with that. I'll, but, you know, again, that's good. Now, you should go, like, maybe for the creamy soup, you know, you know, for other things that they got. So, I don't know why you're hating on that, man. You know, it's, you know, I'm just saying the argument, you took it to food. The argument is you go to a sports book, you go to a sports bar or whatever, just know that you're going to have some frustration with either – not getting the game on you want with the sound, all that other stuff, or the ham and eggers around you. That's all I'm saying. The sound can be a problem yeah. because everybody has some that what they want to watch. Right. Okay, and you know, so I will give you that one. All right. When we come back, uh, we'll talk Raiders, Raiders, Giants, and with the new look Raiders, everything that we've been talking about this past week. Mark Davis uh, pulling the plug. And uh, rightfully so on Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler and also offensive coordinator Mike, Lomb uh, rather Mick Lombardi. So the New England Patriot way is no more here in Las Vegas, which uh, is a good thing. And I know we'll probably have some differing opinions on who will show up tomorrow, what's going to happen in that game with the Raiders and the Giants. We'll dive into that. Remember, our best bet segment is coming next hour as well, too. Our three best college plays, three best NFL plays. And Jay Cornegay, the vice president of Sportsbook Operations, will join us next. And he'll tell us where the money is going here on a football Friday here at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world-famous Superbook. I do exactly what I want to do. It's, it's the, the Dr. Dr. T.C. Martin. You say I'm insane? I say thank you very much. The doctor is now in. Browns, 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 Bill, Browns, Bill. Back here at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world-famous Superbook. Yes, it is a football Friday. It is our Friday home. We are here each and every Friday, 2 to 4 p.m., bringing it to you strong just like this. Shout out to my man back in Curacao, Big Al. Always listening. And Big Al will be in the house here next week. Marco D'Angelo will be on the road. So Big Al stepping in for Big Marco. What do you think of that? There you go. He's got some big shoes to fill. <laughs> yeah. Both of you guys come strong with the food, though. I got to say that. So yeah, Big Al will be in town. And uh, yeah, looking forward, looking forward to that. Marco will be at the Penn State-Michigan game next week. How about that? First, uh, My first trip to Happy Valley. Do you got a white T-shirt? 
You better get a white t-shirt. It's not the white out. Yeah, but people still wear. They, they they still try to go white. I did or I did order a Penn State hoodie. It'll be here tomorrow, though. I did so white or navy blue. Uh, I'm navy blue. Yeah. You ordered a Penn State hoodie and you didn't ask me if I wanted one. You know how I am with my. What are you doing, man? Come on. Come on, Marco. Don't you know when you shop, you have to shop for TC as That's well. Right. Well, by the way, my my accountant called. Yeah, I I need your social security number. Declare you as an appendant. He keeps asking all these write offs that I keep turning in with your name attached to it. Well, you shouldn't be losing these food bets then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. No. There it is, man. Raiders. All right, man. Uh, a lot of this this stuff broke after Monday when when I last saw you. But we've been talking about it the last couple of days. Uh, Antonio Pierce, the interim head coach, second year as an NFL assistant, both with the Raiders. Four years a head coach at Long Beach Poly, where he went to school himself. He's a he's an NWA guy. He's a Compton guy. Four years an assistant under Herm Edwards at Arizona State. Joined the Raiders staff last year. So he is now the interim head coach. There's going to be a lot of fire from this team when they come out of the tunnel. Um, they're inspired. They've got a former player leading them. And Antonio Pierce was a great player. You know, played eight years in the NFL with the Giants, got a Super Bowl ring, and uh, that team that knocked off the New England Patriots, who were 18-0. Also played with the Washington Redskins as well, too. Great player. Uh, he's saying all the right things. We know that he's coached the linebackers here for the Raiders, but now you have to oversee everything. And when he got the word, basically on Tuesday night, basically on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, to prepare for a game plan, get everything in order, I know a lot of people are riding the emotion factor with the Raiders this week. But I'm still not sold that this is a lockdown bet, Marco. The Raiders are a two-point favorite. Giants are getting Daniel Jones back. Giants' defense is one of the better defenses in the National Football League. And uh, it's, it's a hard game for me to handicap. It is. I'm looking at it, TC. If it would have... The part... I like everything that happened this week, okay? You know... From going back to last year, I wasn't a fan of the hire to start with. Um, so I'm, ha I'm. You never want to see somebody get fired, but he just was not the right person for this job. And quite frankly, I thought he lost the locker room. We we saw a lot of, uh, you know, uninspired play uh, the last few weeks. I think that is going to be rectified. You're going to see, you know, we use the phrase 110 percent, which I know. You can't really be 110%. There's no such thing. But they're going to give everything they got. The players are. I was surprised that they also benched Jimmy Garoppolo. If he was quarterbacking this week, I definitely would have had a play on the Raiders. I like It's an angle we, that I use in all professional sports. You fire a coach, it fires up the team. Baseball, you know, you, you ride that team the game after they fire a manager until they lose. You know, because they are inspired. They want to prove that, hey, it wasn't us. It was him. You know, they got something to prove. And you'll see that. But we're going with a rookie quarterback that's made one start. And it was against a team that doesn't have a good defense. It was against the Chargers, if you remember the start he had. He wasn't horrible. He threw the pick at the end of the mm -hmm. game. And the team did lose. But again, it was the Chargers' defense. You know, you're not going against, you know, not that, hey, if there's a team, let's be honest, if there's a team in the NFL right now that's as dysfunctional as the Raiders are, you got to look at the Giants. They're a mess. And you, you talk about their coach, you know, he went from coach of the year to this team you know, was laying colossal egg this year. His expectations were high. They gave that they, was a fraudulent coach of the year, as we well know. It, it, this stuff happened. Hey, I guess what I see? No way. We got a, we got a Jay sighting. We we got the big guy coming. We can ask him. You, you sure his his watch is working today? I well, I don't. <laughs> Jay Cornegay joins us, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Fresh out, fresh out of the paddock in the Breeders' Cup. 
Were you cashing tickets in that last British Cup race or what? Well, I was picking up tickets off the floor to see if I could find a winner. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were doing over there. Okay, my friend. Oh, boy. I missed, you. I missed you last week because I really wanted to talk, you know, Colorado State UNLV after that, you know, yeah. last week. And, you know, what I was, at that, I was at that game. I know. Yeah, and it was uh, it was a great game. You were uh, wearing half scarlet and red and half, uh, you know, green and gold. A little bit of both. My, my, you know, my wife graduated from UNLV. My son's going there, and my daughter graduated from UNLV. So I'm kind of outmatched. <laughs> All right, and uh, I, you know, I got mixed emotions. I follow the rebels. I root for the rebels. I got my alma mater. I, I tend to root for the team that can benefit the most from a victory, you know, whether it's basketball or football. And I know that UNLV, CSU's not going to do anything this year, but UNLV has a chance to go to a bowl game. They're going to go to a bowl game and most likely, you know, a decent one if they can continue to win. And uh, I was a heartbreaker last week. But with that said, I was kind of rooting for UNLV. You know, I I understand. are you far, does far it, enough removed from does this show Yellow Modern? Pick up in Fort Collins. I don't uh, uh, we're worldwide, <laughs> brother. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I don't we'll, know. We'll we'll tweet out the link and point it. Oh uh, yeah, back great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll tag uh, you CSU yeah. you know, football, CSU athletics. We'll, we'll do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> With that being said, UNLV on the road to, at New Mexico this week, a ten-point favorite. Seen any action? Any backers there for the Rebels? Actually, I've seen both. Really? It, it went up uh, uh, to 11 at one time, and as soon as we went to 11, uh, it we took a play at plus 11. And so, action on both ends of it. Okay. Um, I don't really have an opinion. I haven't actually had a lot of time to look into it. Yeah. Marco, what do you see? This is a game that if UNLV shows up, plays a good game, wins, and, and covers, this is the type of game that in the past... They would not. They would be a no-show, okay? Because this is a flat spot of flat spots. You come off that Colorado State last-second win that made them bowl eligible, then go to Fresno State, who is clearly the class of the Mountain West Conference, and have an opportunity to win that game. I mean, you never want to see you know a young kid make a you know a play like that drop. I mean, it should have been a touchdown. Yeah. Um, bigger question would have been is if he catches it. Does he kick the extra point or go for two? That would have been the interesting. <laughs> I, I was thinking that same thing. Like, is well, are going to be the gambler here? Or yeah. What, you know? And so now coming off those two games and going on the road and being a sizable favorite, I don't know that I'm going to get to the window with it, but if you ask me my play, I lean New Mexico plus the points. Well, this is where the coaches make their money, right? I mean, you know it's a dead spot. I mean, this is the one where they got to coach them up. Yep. And I always like to see that in coaches, you know, in the second half, when, when a team isn't performing well, and, and then they come out and do well, whether it's, again, whether it's football or basketball. I thought Lon Kruger was really good at that. I thought yeah. he was great coming out of timeouts. I thought he was great coming out of the locker room in the second half. And I think that's a telling sign of how good a, a coach can be, you know, not just him, but his staff, to get them motivated. You know, if they come out flat, and they just kind of hang around and lay an egg in the first half. You know, if they come out in the third quarter and play really well, I'm going to give them all the credit in the world. Uh, so it's a it's a challenging spot for not only the players, but for the coaches as well. And UNLV should be good here. I mean, again, New Mexico is having an awful season. They lost to UNR last week. Uh, they got blitzed at home uh, a few weeks ago against San Jose State. Lost to New Mexico State. Uh People aren't showing up to their games there in Albuquerque. I mean, this is this is should be a prime spot. And I, knowing Barry Odom, he's not going to allow this team uh, to to come up flat. So this, I think, this is a great spot for UNLV, especially Marco on a teaser. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> teaser, pleaser, get that thing down to three, four points. Oh, come boy. on, Jay. Well, our windows are open. There you go. <laughs> Sign me up. You, right. you like those college teasers, yeah, don't you? Yeah, yeah the book, the book yeah. likes those. They're a good friend of mine. <laughs> Jeremiah was a bullfrog, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're talking about the Raiders, you know, okay. as you waltzed up here. Raiders and, and, and the Giants. Uh, before we dive into the, that game, though, we're talking about the, the reasoning for Mark Davis, you know, uh, you know, making the move that he did. Totally understand why he did. But, Marco, you were saying that 
if Jimmy Garoppolo was playing, you may consider you're really playing the Raiders. Hundred percent, I would have the Raiders. But, but the reason why that they are not playing Jimmy Garoppolo because Mark Davis wanted to disassociate himself and and this team with everything the new, uh, the Patriot way is now gone. It's gone. So you hot. You get rid of Joshua Daniels, get rid of Dave Ziegler, and you get rid of the offensive coordinator. All came over from New England. Your quarterback is Jimmy Garoppolo, and your backup is Brian Hoyer. So you can't get rid of those guys right now, but you can bench them. So to me, this is where the message lies. It's like, okay, we are moving forward. We don't want any of that stench around the program. And, hey, give Aiden O'Connell a shot. Even though the team's 3-5, and five, Mark is saying, hey, we know it's a long shot, but, you know, we still got something to play for. I get what you're saying, but there's also the saying, don't cut your nose off in spite of your face, okay? You still want to try to win, and Jimmy Garoppolo is your best chance of trying to win, in my opinion. I, I know, agree with that. Yeah, I would put, I would put him out there. Cause what are you going to do? If, if you end up, you use Aiden O'Connell, you're going to end up, you're not going to have a winning record. You're going to be. You're going to go draft the quarterback next year, mm-hmm. or after you sign, you spent that money on Jimmy Garoppolo. It, but the Raiders are really high on this guy. I don't see it. Could be wrong. But what they've seen in practices, preseason games, and then gl- uh, glimpse uh, in the Charger game, you know. That, so they want to go forward, and again, they don't want the Derek Carr controversy. This is Derek Carr all over again. Remember how they they benched Carr so they wouldn't have to pay him, and that is going to come into play with Garoppolo towards the end of the season. You're not going to see him at the end uh, of the season because they would have to guarantee him the $11 million for next year. So I mean, all of that is in play. Let's go to our on-the-spot reporter, Jay Cornegay <laughs> and the Raiders. Hey, guys, it's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I, I'm, he's, I'm, he's I'm, holding the microphone up too, like he's got right, a microphone. Right. That's great. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, on the field here. Yeah, um, I, I, I think that an organization like this, they really need to define, you know, what they're really, what the big picture is. Is it, you know. Are they trying to win next year? Are they going to try to win the rest of the year? Are they trying to rebuild? You know, what's the plan? Because if you just keep taking buckets full of water and just throwing it out at the raft, I just don't think you're going to go anywhere. So as soon as you can identify what we're going to do, you know, the better. And then make those moves accordingly. You know, Aiden, I think... Where did Aiden go to school at? Purdue. Purdue. That's right. And... uh, I personally think I'm respectfully going to disagree with Marco uh, on this. What I saw from Garoppolo last week was inexcusable. I thought it was just horrendous. He I don't, leads the league in interceptions. I don't know what he was thinking games. back there. And even when he did have some time, he missed some pretty wide open receivers. I'm not sure what happened on those passes to um, uh, Adams. Adams. Yeah, yep. he was. Everybody was twisted around. It was awkward. It was like, you know, he was running this route. He throws it, un- overthrows it, throws it to the other way. He's cutting. I, I, it was just a complete mess. I'm not sure what it what it was. But uh, um, to me, it feels like Garoppolo just doesn't want to get hit right now. He's just he's going to do anything that he can just get rid of it so he doesn't take that hit. Maybe I'm wrong, but. Aiden looks like the best, in my opinion, right now. Now, I might have a different opinion Sunday night. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but right now, I don't blame them for giving them a shot because they're absolutely not going anywhere. They're only three. And, it's funny because they're three and five. Denver's three and five. And everybody's like, oh, Denver could go back. And then the Raiders are three and five. And they're like, throw away the key. They're done. Yeah. Um, and all these changes. I, I think Pierce is a very well-spoken you know, guy, I I think he he might be able to take this team at least emotionally, right? Get them vested into this for the rest of the season, just the way the type of guy he is. I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders come out and play a really good game. You know, I I think they could play a real good game despite all the turbulence that they've gone through this week. The way Pierce has spoken about this team, the way I think he could 
relate to the team, which hasn't been done for the last year and a half or so, that he can really talk to these guys and raise them to a, a, another level. I'm not saying a contender level. I'm saying respectful uh, level that can compete and win a couple of ball games. Question for you from the book side. How, with all of this happening and as fast as it happened, with no warning late Tuesday night, I mean, it came pretty late. What was the mindset of what you did with the line and how you had to you know, adjust this and where was the first money to come in after the news broke? Well, our first reaction was, holy. <laughs> <laughs> Caught me a little off guard, to be honest with you. It was, uh, what, it was Halloween night, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Um, you were out trick-or-treating. You had your costume on and everything? Yeah, I had it on, and I was full of taffy. You, you were two sheets to yeah. the wind? Uh, yeah. <laughs> with, with taffy? Yeah. Uh, Air buzz. Yeah. Uh, what are those called? Uh, whatever. But anyway, yes. I, uh, it did surprise me. Off, And I don't think, um, I honestly don't know the answer to that, if the, where the money came in right out, out of the gate. Um, I think that uh, I, I know talking to everybody the next day, there's some views of it's just going to spin out of control. And there's other views of just what I just said, that the guy could actually rally this team kind of like what uh, Rich uh, Versace, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, I, yeah, I think you might see something like that with Pierce yeah you, you probably will and here, here is right now just around the facility it, it's a breath of fresh air around the facility right now breath, they're, they're doing things the last couple days that they hadn't done before because McDaniels was just so you know clock in clock out it was like the Belichick way I mean now they're they got pickup basketball games that they're doing right now. They're doing all this, you know, having fun. Guys are, you know, back playing dominoes. You know, so that's all great and everything. So it's going to be kind of a renewed, you know, okay, let's have some fun. Let's do this. Yeah. There is still enough talent, you know, on that team. So, yeah, they could put together a run. But I got to look at it from the, the standpoint is, yeah, he's going to motivate them. And that's going to be great when you come out of the tunnel, but how long is that going to last until you get punched in the mouth? And then you have an offensive coordinator who's never been an offensive coordinator before, never called plays before. He's your quarterback coach. you got the rookie quarterback on top of that. So for me, you've got to look at those elements. They're going to be sky high. I get that. They want to play for this guy. They'll, they'll, they'll play hard. I get that. But you play hard until what? Until thing, until the penalties start arising again and, and things of that nature. So... That's why it's a difficult game to handicap. And the Giants are terrible, but they're going to have the better quarterback. Daniel Jones is back. They have more continuity from a coaching perspective, even though the Giants coach isn't very good. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a, it's a weird game. Yeah. And the schedule is going to get tougher for the Raiders. Okay, you got the Jets. Then you got Miami, and you got Kansas City, and you got Minnesota, and you got the Chargers. I mean, the, the softest part of the schedule is now gone. Mm-hmm. So, it's. It's kind of strange, but I, I think we all agree. They'll play hard, but will it translate into wins? The one thing I'm going to say is everybody, the sharps that I've talked to all point out what you said. There's no experience on the coaching end. They, they had to throw this together in a few days, and that's going to be the problem. Didn't we have this same conversation last year when the Indianapolis Colts hired Jeff Saturday out of nowhere to do, and they played their guts out? Absolutely, yeah. For him in that first game. For a few weeks, actually, yeah. or at least a yeah. couple weeks, yeah. and then it kind of fell apart. And that's usually the trend. If you go back in history, that's what you get. They play hard, they rally, and, and not just in in football, but in other sports as well, too. Eh, okay. Well, we are who we are. You well, know? I think this is, like, a good spot for him, to be honest. Yeah. I, I think because of what you just pointed out with the, the schedule, I mean, the Giants are very, as we all know, very, very beatable. <laughs> and they're going through all this stuff that they have to do, but they get to do it at home. They don't have to travel, mm. right? Right. All right. Everybody is, you know, here, they'll have more time to do that rather than traveling and getting all, you know, um, pre- preparing while in New York or on right. the plane, wherever they might be. It's, it's uh, something that I believe is for me I look at it and if I was to play it I would probably play the Raiders because of that I, the inexperience does come into play but brought up a good point Jeff Saturday 
you know, never been to, right? Never, never been in that position before. And, but they were able to motivate them, and I think that's, I think that's a big part of it. It's just the lack of motivation, the lack of drive, because they just didn't react to McDaniel's. They didn't. And, you know, I hate to say this, it almost felt like they didn't want to play for No, the he guy. lost the locker room. You're right. right. There's no so question. Now yeah. you've got that emotional factor. Yeah. Just keep doing what you've been doing. Yeah. You know, here, do this. Here's a couple of tweaks. And But, you know, you get that emotional factor on a on a positive side rather than a negative side. It make a world of difference. I just want to see what's going to happen when you have third and seven, big play, or you've got a fourth and one or fourth and two, fourth and three call. Okay. Who's going to make that decision? How are you going to make that decision? And again, are you going to be able to get plays in and out of the of the huddle? How is all that schematically going to work? If they if they can conquer that, then they're going to be fine. Because like you said, Jay, I mean they they've still got some talent. They got everybody you know pretty much together. They're relatively healthy, but you know different voices and people have never done it before. Uh, and that Giants defense is pretty good. So for me, that those are the question marks why I want nothing to do with this game. Oh yeah, except I, maybe a teaser on the Giants. <laughs> teaser on the Giants. Get me over that seven. Yeah, okay. exactly. Right. <laughs> you know darn well you're thinking about the same thing, Marco. Yeah, I think it's I'm gonna, playing. I'm playing the Raiders where I'm not playing the game. Yeah. I, I I say this. It's going to be an interesting watch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it might not create headlines around the the league or yeah. around other fan bases, but for us as Raider fans and the home team, uh, it'll be interesting to see how that all pans out. You know, I I want to I'm trying to judge the effort. I want to see what that effort is going to do with, you know, with this new coaching staff. So that, you're going to see Max Crosby play his best game, and you're going to see Devontae Adams play their best game. Yeah. Those were the two most vocal players this whole period. I agree, but remember, Devontae Adams, if he's going to play his best game, is dependent on the rookie quarterback. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He can't go get the ball. He, he's yeah. got to get the ball. Will Hunter Renfro be, I'm sure he'll be in the package, in the game plan. It, it, it really is going to rely on the, the arm of O'Connell and what he does. O'Connell, now didn't he? Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's already had some playing time, right? Played against the Chargers. Remember, yeah, and it was Garoppolo just a, went, it was his half, or how? No, how he much started of, the game. He because, started that game because remember Garoppolo had the concussion. Okay, so he he got he got a chance to start. They ended up losing, but uh, you know, how did he look? I don't remember. Okay, didn't throw a touchdown pass, but did get through an interception at the end of the game. Okay, but you know, the Chargers defense isn't anything special, so right. you know. All right, real quick before we let you go, uh, any other big line moves, either side, college, NFL, anything? No, I know that the Sharps were on USC again. Yeah. A lot of play there. Uh, I know that uh, they were pounding on the, on the pro side. They were pounding the Patriots and uh, Packers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who is still betting the Patriots? <laughs> I, it, I not they you. Are. It's every yeah. week. Yeah, it's – man, I know. They, they – they, we put that on the Super Contest as three and a half because of the people that were playing, the Patriots, once again. There you go. The Patriot way, guys. There you go. <laughs> Jay Cornegan, we appreciate you, my man. Have yourself a great yeah. weekend. Enjoy. I'm just proud of myself. I made it. You made it. You were, you, you were tardy. You were late again. Fashionably late. Not yeah. yeah. tardy. Fashionably yeah. late. Fashionably late. That's all good. Okay. I don't feel tardy. That's okay, man. <laughs> and you can hang in with us some more if you want. If you, if you, if you, want, if you want to dodge all those uh, Breeders' Cup guys, uh, yeah, yeah, you can there. hang with us. <laughs> all right. We come back. Uh, we'll break down the NFL, college football, break down all the big games and also best bets coming your way at the bottom of the hour. Don't you dare go anywhere. We're live from the world-famous Superbook, the Westgate Las Vegas. Westgate Las Vegas.